Achievers. Welcome to the Clarity Conversations podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in for the episode today. This is a personal development and business podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. I post episodes every Thursday at 11.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, I'm so excited to speak with a mindset and purpose coach. Her name is Ariel Yasmin, and she is going to share how to set purposeful goals and actually achieve them. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited to have a very special guest on the podcast today. Her name is Arielle, and she is a purpose coach. So before we get into the interview today, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to record this episode with you. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. And um, yeah, I just love being able to have conversations and um, yeah. Yeah, we actually had a brilliant conversation over on her podcast called The Daily Climb. We're going to leave a link in the show notes so you guys have access. We had tons of fun. So I said, listen, we need to have a part two of this conversation. <laughs> Let's put the time in the calendar. And I definitely have to have you come and speak to my audience as well. So before we get into it, I want to introduce her and read her bio. So Arielle is a purpose coach and she helps her clients realign with their purpose and overcome mindset obstacles. She's the host of the Daily Climb podcast, which covers personal growth and mindset topics. We're going to leave her links to her Instagram, to her podcast, and to her website so you can find more about her and connect with her. So let's get started. Do you want to share a little bit about your journey to finding clarity of your purpose? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I love talking about this because I, we also mentioned this on um, the episode where that, where you were a guest on my podcast, but um, you know, my whole life I had like the plan of going to medical school and being a doctor. And I was really, really passionate about, you know, health and wellness. I still am. But um, I realized in the past year that that's not necessarily my purpose because you can have things that you're passionate about that aren't your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so um yeah. So my whole life, I was like set on the medical school route and wanted to help people um, with their health and wellness. And then um, within the past, actually, no, when I was entering my um, first year in college, I was 16 years old and I had like a lot of um, peers that I would see in my community college and they would share things like, oh, like, I don't really know why I'm here. I don't really um, know what I want to study, what I want to do with my life and different things like that. And I just remember thinking like, man, like you're wasting so much money by just like being in school when you don't need to be right. Like you can take the time to figure out what you want to do with your life and whether or not you actually need a degree to do what you want to do, you know? Um, and so I just really felt bad because they, um, you know, they share that they want, that they're only there because everyone else from school was there or um, because they didn't want to let their parents down and different things like that. And so at that time I had started a blog because I was like, okay, I want to help them. Like, um, I don't just feel inspired and, you know, like actually feel happy when they wake up in the morning and not dreading, you know, going to school and things like that and just live more intentionally. And so um, later on, when I was in school, I actually started volunteering for my local crisis center, which is a part of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And 
it was during that time when I really solidified kind of what I felt my purpose was because from a lot of the conversations that I had through volunteering, I saw a common theme like throughout a variety of age groups, right? So there are people who are not only college students, but also people who are like 40, people with kids, people not with kids and different things like that. And I kept hearing them like share about how they just wish that like they just knew that there was something more, but they weren't sure what it was for them. And they just, um, you know, they just hated waking up feeling like not inspired for the day and, um, you know, just different things like that. And so that's when I kind of realized, you know, like I really want to help them be able to get clarity with what they want to do with their life so that they can find that fulfillment, find their purpose. And not only that, but, um, you know, cause it's one thing to know your purpose, but it's also another thing to overcome the fears and the limiting beliefs to yeah. help you walk boldly in, your, in yeah. your purpose. And so, um, that's where like the mindset comes along, but yeah, so that's where I, that's kind of my, a little bit about my journey into getting into this and why I'm so like passionate about, about this. So. Listeners, does any of this sound familiar? Because if you know me, we have a very similar story. You and I were definitely soul sisters for sure. Because mm -hmm. I remember being there, being in school and feeling like I had to go there, you know, because everyone else was, all my friends mm -hmm. were, wanted to make their parents proud, you know, and volunteering and volunteering mm -hmm. in Africa and having that understanding of mentorship. So I love all the synchronicities that we have in our story. It's just so freaking cool. And I love it. We definitely vibe. And I also wanted to bring up something that you said that was really profound, a nice golden nugget that you mentioned about how med medical school for you and that vision was a passion versus your true purpose. So what right. would you say to the people that are listening that when they're in the process of discovering it to understand the difference between something you're passionate about versus your true purpose? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a really good question. So, you know, it can, it can feel really hard to, cause I mean, even the past year, like this is something that I was, I literally just kind of got clarity on this for me in my life, but this is something where you know, you're going to have the different things that you enjoy doing, right? Whether that's, um, I don't know what some examples like journaling, maybe some people are passionate about that, or maybe you're passionate about um, being with animals and different things like that. And so you might recognize, Hey, like I love doing this, but if you can answer the questions of like, is this something that, is this something that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life? Or is this something where like, when I do get frustrated with, cause I mean, there are like, we can get frustrated with our passions at times. So if you, if you think about the times when you do get frustrated with your passions, is it like to the point where it just makes you kind of feel like, feel like you don't even want to do it anymore. Kind of like you don't right. want to show up for it versus, you know, when you can't like, even with the struggles and even with the hard times related to it, if it's, if you still want to show up for whatever that thing is for you, then that I would lean more towards that could be potentially your purpose and something that you actually feel called to do in life. Um, because yeah, yeah. I think, I think that would kind of be like the question I would gear you towards to um, think about that and clarifying the two. Yeah, no, I love that. That's super clear. And I even find like it being truly meaningful for you and fulfilling to you, you know, yeah. like me as a coach, after I get after every 
call that I have with my clients, I just feel so fulfilled and happy mm -hmm. and that I'm in the right place, you right. know? And sometimes if you have things that you're passionate about, like playing the guitar or music for some mm -hmm. people, but at the same time, you don't have that same, oh, that feels so good feeling afterwards. Mm -hmm. That can be an indication. And it's important to consider that based on where you are in your life, I don't think that you only have one purpose. I think everything's exactly. a purpose in, in your moment for you, right? So maybe yeah. this medical thing was like a purpose for you in that moment and had you learn lessons as a prerequisite almost to where you are now. So it's important mm -hmm. that, you know, in the journey to finding it, that you're not being so hard on yourself and you're accepting everything has a purpose in your life. Um, yeah. on the it's steps so to get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to add on, like, it's so true because so many people and that I've spoken with, they just have this, um, so much like guilt or pressure when it comes with finding their purpose, right? We think it's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what my purpose is. And, oh, like, it's so tough. Like, how do I know what I want to do for the rest of my life? And, you know, I just like to tell my clients, you know, like bring it down. Like we don't need to like think in that, in that way, just because your purpose, like you mentioned, it's going to be different in different seasons of your life. So, um, I think sharing that with people kind of helps free them from like, oh, I need to think of this. What's this big grand thing I'm going to do with my life for the next like 40, 50, 60 years, mm -hmm. um, versus what's my purpose in this season of my life. And so I think that that's a really, um, powerful shift that people can make. Yeah. I love that. And I think it holds true, especially to this generation of like millennials, a lot of millennials that are listening in, you know, our parents, they were seeking something that they would do forever and retire. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. no matter how much, if they were satisfied with it or not, they stayed in it. They stayed in that long mm -hmm. career or that job that necessarily didn't light them up. And what I love about this generation of all these people tuning in right now these spiritual entrepreneurs that are stepping forward is that we're allowing ourselves to choose fulfillment, to choose happiness, to choose impact mm -hmm. over anything else and allowing ourselves to grow and evolve and develop and allow our careers and what we're doing with our businesses evolve in that process. And I mm -hmm. think that that's what makes this generation like so special. Yeah. And I also just want to touch on, I love how you mentioned that, um, how we're just growing and evolving and allowing ourselves to develop because, um, I know I mentioned like the medical school route for me, and I do think that there will be a season where I will actually still apply to go to medical school because, um, you know, through volunteering, I really like clarified, okay, I think I want to be a psychiatrist. And I think that, you know, in this season of my life, wanting to focus on my coaching business and helping people get clarity on that. But I do think that there will still be a season where I kind of want to go more right. into, um, you know, being able to help prescribe those medications and help people feel safe when they're with their psychiatrist and therapist. Um, just also from my experience as a volunteer and just hearing different stories, that's something that I became passionate about. And, you know, psychiatrists are doctors. So, um, so that was something that I also got clarity on. And so it's interesting to see, like, I feel like I'm a broken record, but <laughs> going back to like how your, um, your purpose, it will be different in different seasons. Right. And it's interesting when you were saying that I got this image of like having a beautiful bookshelf of like all the tools and instances and relationships in your life and how mm -hmm. maybe you had that first chapter of mm -hmm. the book of medical school and how you almost put that back on the shelf. It's like, okay, I can come mm -hmm. back to that 
whenever right. I want. You know, when you read a book and you have your favorite books and your favorite mm-hmm. lessons and moments and chapters of your life, how you read the book and then you put it on your favorite bookshelf. And then there might be a season where you look at the bookshelf again and say, yeah, I want to read that again. I want to have fun with yeah. that. I want to grow. I want to write more to this story. So mm-hmm. that imagery came forth. So I guess it was meant to be shared. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Like picture. I kind of like pictured as you're talking and, um, it just reminded me like, even when I was interviewing you for my podcast, like all the beautiful (laughs) images that you came up with, um, like the analogies and stuff like that. So I was just thinking briefly, um, you're really good with that. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I received that. So let's talk a little bit about today's topic. So we're talking about goal setting and we're talking about setting purposeful goals as spiritual entrepreneurs. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start with writing the goals up Mm -hmm. into this point. We're at mid January. So this might be a way for you to revisit how you write your, wrote your goals and made a, make a little audit um, based on what you've created. But uh, what do you think are important parts of goal setting or how to write goals that you can actually achieve for the new year? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love this because, and I love that this is like coming out at the perfect time because it's the new year and so many people like, actually I'm going to share a statistic. So 80% of people don't achieve their new year's resolutions, which is that's 80%. Like it just like, that means that there's only 20% of people in the world that when they set goals or um, their new year's resolutions that actually achieve them. And I think that there's a, there's a, obviously several reasons why. Um, And I think that kind of goes into like the question that you asked, because when people set goals, I think that their powerful goals have three components to them. They're inspiring, they're believable, and they're actionable. Yes. I think, yes. And I think when people set goals and New Year's resolutions that they they check off the first box with inspiring, right? Because many people, when they set goals, it's because it inspires them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know many people for like the New Year, a common one is weight loss. So they're, they feel inspired by their ideal physique and how they want to look or um, health and fitness or, you know, business goals, reaching certain revenue and different things like that. You feel so inspired by that goal. So typically it stems from there first. Like, okay, I want to do that, write it down or whatever. But then we fall into the believable and the actionable steps. And I think that's where a lot of people um, fall short. So when I say believable, I mean that, for instance, I'll use weight loss as an example, whether you want to lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, however much it is that like is your goal. Um, many times, like we'll go to like YouTube or we'll search on Google, how to lose 20 pounds in a month and different things like that, where it, might not necessarily be a believable goal, right? Because um, of course you can achieve that goal long-term, but I think many times we focus on the short-term, like we want to get those quick wins, right? Um, Which doesn't always mean long-lasting and sustainable um, outcomes. And so it's really important that your goal is um, believable. And I think a word that kind of goes with that is realistic. So something that you can actually achieve and um, within the time frame that you set for yourself to achieve it. And then actionable, that also kind of goes hand in hand with that um, realistic because for instance, another weight loss example, like let's say you, you search up like juice cleanse for weight loss or something like that. Realistically, are you going to be able to only drink those vegetable juices and things like that for the next month so that you could lose 20 pounds. Like, is 
is that actionable for you? And I think that's where um, like those two areas is like the biggest ones where we tend to like, I remember even myself, like um, before I like really started getting into, um, you know, goals and um, like doing it in a more strategic way that like I would look up like those quick wins because we want quick wins. We want to see that we're like, um, you know, achieving those things that we want to achieve. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's definitely a better way to do it. And, um, you know, like not just having your goal, but also creating milestones within that goal so that you can get those quote-unquote quick wins. Yes, I love all of these tips. So simple and easy to understand. So even when you're tuning in and listening to this, even if you feel called to just pause and really reflect on what you just said and take a peek at your goals and see if they're in alignment with all of those brilliant points that she just made, I think it's really important to have a real talk with yourself and check in and make sure that all of those boxes are being checked that she just mentioned. So with that being said, how, like, what are some tips? I think this is a better question. What are some tips that you can share with them to actually mm -hmm. help them achieve the goal? So now they have them written down. They make sure mm -hmm. that they hit all those boxes that you just mentioned. Like mm -hmm. what is going to help them achieve it long-term and be a part of the 20%. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, definitely a couple of things. So I would say your mindset and vision that those two are kind of like a foundation with your goal um, to make sure that, for instance, like other times that you may have set a goal, um, maybe your mindset wasn't right with the goal, right? Like maybe you wrote down, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds, but you didn't really believe that you could. That's going to kind of impact how you show up when it comes to um, the action steps that you create for yourself to achieve that goal. So mindset is definitely a huge one. Um, you know, and just empowering yourself to actually believe and have the confidence that you can achieve um, the goal that you set. And then when I said knowing, um, knowing your why, that kind of goes hand in hand also because why do you want to achieve that goal? And I think that's part of the inspiring component that I mentioned, um, you know, what drives you to want to achieve that goal. Um, and I think if you like write that down, kind of whether you can put on a sticky note on your mirror or um, if you write it in your journal or just whatever it looks like for you, um, just remembering why you want to achieve something in the first place. I think going back to that is just always like encouraging and inspiring too. Um, Cause it just reminds you, Hey, like I'm doing this. I know it's hard. Um, I know it takes a lot of work or a lot of time for me to achieve this goal, but this is why. And um, one of the quotes that I like, I think it was, I think it was someone named Michael Jr., something like that. He says, when you know your why, your what has more impact because you're walking in and towards your purpose. And I absolutely love that quote so much because, um, you know, when you know the foundation and why you want to do something, you're going you're gonna to show up more intentionally, more purposefully. And I think that's so, so important. So definitely those two, I would say, um, first and foremost. And then other things that like other like quick tips that I would give. Um, for anyone who's looking for support with their goals is a huge one is prioritizing because you might have several goals that you want to achieve, but um, it's important to also kind of, I'm not saying like have your goals compete with each other. Like, Oh, if I try to achieve this, I can't achieve this. I'm not saying that at all. You can achieve numerous goals. However, um, you know, if two goals are going to take up a lot of your time, then you should take some time to just prioritize one over the other. Um, because when you put in a lot more, a lot more focus and a lot more time, um, you may be, be able to just achieve it in a more sustainable way, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. 
And then also a huge one is aligning your environment with your goals. Because I know, for example, there was a time um, where like I was waking up and I was going on my phone like first thing in the morning for like five or 10 minutes before I actually got up out of bed. And so when I set a goal for myself, okay, I don't want to like um, be on my phone first thing. I want to make sure that I'm going, getting some water and then going straight to my workout. So what I did was to align my environment with my goals, I'd like, okay, I know I need my alarm, but I could set my phone away from that right next to my head. So that when I wake up, it's, I can't reach up and get it. Like I literally have to get out of my bed to go get my phone. And by that point it's like, okay, like I, it's like, you're delaying the time that it takes for you to like get that thing, you know? So instead of me being able to get in two seconds, I have to get up, walk around. And by that time it's like, okay, no, I know I don't want to do this. I'd rather go get my water and start my workout. So that's definitely a huge one. Love that. What wonderful tips and so many good nuggets there, especially that environment one I think is key. It makes me Mm -hmm. think of anchoring your space as well. So creating a productivity space within your environment that you start to repetitively teach yourself that this is your productivity Mm -hmm. space. And that also helps um, with that process as well. So do you want to talk a little bit about your podcast? What inspired you to create it and what the listeners can expect? Of course. So um, my podcast was definitely something that I always kind of thought like, oh, I would love to have a podcast one day. I'd love to have a YouTube channel one day, different things like that. And um, with a podcast, I actually wasn't expecting to start it this year. Um, But I realized that the podcast was kind of something I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't feel ready to start a podcast. And then when I I kind of had to coach myself a little bit, like, wait a second, I'm never going to feel ready. So why not start now? And so um, I was really inspired for the topics of my podcast. It's about personal growth and mindset, productivity tips um, to, and I know you mentioned the name, it's called The Daily Climb. And the reason why I named it that is because from all those conversations that I had when I was volunteering, I learned that so many people, um, like that common theme, that it was so hard for them to get up in the morning, to climb out of bed in the morning, um, just because they weren't inspired um, throughout their throughout the things that they were going to do for the day. And so that's what inspired the name for it. And also another thing that inspired the name for it was, um, uh, I think we actually spoke about this last week, but so many people, they want to reach the top of the mountain, but they aren't enjoying the growth that comes along the journey up the mountain. And so that was another big thing that inspired the name for the podcast. And so, um, yeah, you could expect topics, uh, a variety of topics related to personal growth will cover mindset, limiting beliefs, goal setting, even more. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I love it. (laughs) I fell in love with podcasting. And she does have guests on there as well. So you can get to know different people and we'll put a link to the beautiful conversation that we had in the show notes as well so you can check that out and before we get off here today um where can they connect with you if they want to learn more about you your podcast um and connect with you to see more about what you do Yes. So I am most active on Instagram and you can find me at Ariel Yasmin. So it's A-R-I-E-L-Y-A-S-M-I-N-E-E. So Ariel Yasmin, and that's actually my username on like every platform that I am on. So there, um, I'm also on Facebook, Pinterest, and then my podcast is called The Daily Climb. You can find that on Spotify, Apple, um, Google, you can find it everywhere pretty much. But um, yeah, so those are my main places where you can find me. 
Awesome. And oh, and my website. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. So my website is arielyasmin.com and that would just be spelled the same way. A-R-I-E-L-Y-A-S-M-I-N-E, just one E for my website. So good. We're going to leave all those links in the show notes. Any final words awesome. before we wrap for today? Um, not that I can think of. This was a, a great conversation. I'm glad that I was able to give like those little actionable tips because I mean, they're small, but still powerful and can make an impact. So yeah, I just really hope that your listeners, whoever's tuning in, that you take some notes and maybe reflect on um, any parts that stood out to you. And um, yeah. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and definitely connect with her. Check out the show notes for all the details. That's all for the episode today. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review on podcasting platforms. If you're not already following me on Instagram, follow me. My handle is Cassandra Rosa A and come and join me for the next episode on Thursday. See you then. Bye.